Hey everyone, you're listening to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two best friends recap romance novels while giggling, being the most, and gushing over wonderful characters. This week, we're going to start off with a Patreon shout-out. Ashley M., you are descended from Comet the Reindeer. According to holodappy.com, Comet is laid back, super smart, and tenacious. People love him because he rolls with the punches, loves to make them laugh, and is always willing to lend a helping hand. Plus, you're just as honest and fair as Comet is known to be. And while all of that is absolutely wonderful, you soar through life, impressing others as much as a magical reindeer who can fly around the world visiting every child in one night. Our Patreon has tons of extra content, over 120 bonus episodes, behind-the-scenes photos and videos, and shout-outs like you just heard. Okay, also, I am super stoked to tell you that we are so close to our goal of 1,000 reviews on Apple Podcasts. We only need 40 more listeners to rate or review to hit that goal by the end of 2021. So if you haven't yet, now is the perfect time. It would make my year. And now we have our first Netflix Christmas movie of 2021, Single All the Way. Here we go. Did that feel better for you, Erin? What? That we went to eight? That we went to eight. I was thinking about it when you went to eight. I was like, (laughs) she went to eight and that makes me... That makes me a lot more comfortable. I did that for your comfort. You should. Thank you. Thank you. You did that for my comfort, and then Zoom asked me to consent, and I feel very safe now, and I'm I'm now ready to begin. The joy. The joy of feeling safe and secure, and that means that we can just jump into this incredibly elaborate commercial for TaskRabbit. (laughs) It really was, right? (laughs) Wait, no, I have a dog story I was going to tell. Oh my God, tell me everything. Yes. So it's been extremely cold in Alaska. It's been like negative 10, pushing even colder. And um, as you know, Rooster's old. In fact, I said to my husband the other day, Rooster's so old. And he said, honey, Rooster's been old, which I thought was <laughs> real rough. And so when it gets this cold, goat goes out via the top deck and then mm-hmm. goes down the two flights of stairs to get to the ground to do her business. Rooster, sure. I usually let out in the ground because she, if she's outside more than like 30 seconds, her joints freeze up and her yeah. paws get too cold and she just lays down and waits for death. But the other day, no, she literally lays down and is like, (laughs) come save me, I can't, which is fine, which is fine. But then the other day, I opened up the top door to let goat out, and then Rooster just ran out too. So I was like, okay, like, you know your body. I guess she's an adventure dog now. (laughs) Yeah, so I go, I like brush my teeth, I make some coffee, goat comes in, Rooster's nowhere to be found. I go downstairs- Rooster's nowhere to be found. I call her, nothing. And then, Where did that bitch go? Yeah. Where did she go? <laughs> There's like some faint barking. Like, come get me. I'm freezing to death. So like, okay. <laughs> so then I have to find pants. I have to find footwear. Because it's, you know, it's negative 10 for me as well. In this time, Goat's like barking at the door, trying to get out, like throwing herself against the door because she can hear Rooster barking. It's like a distress bark. Even though these bitches hate each other. I was going to say, that's really sweet and 99% of the time. I know. 
So I just let her out. So she'll like stop while I'm trying to get my shoes on and sure. stuff. And then I go out. I walk across the deck. I go around the hot tub. Behind the hot tub is Rooster laying. She's laid down and wait. She's waiting for her sweet death. And Goat has her by the scruff. No. And is pulling her inside like a mother dog with her puppy. Aaron. I know. That's the spirit of Yuletide. And it would have been so sweet. It would have been so cute and so sweet Mm -hmm. if Rooster weren't fighting her tooth and fucking nail. (laughs) (laughs) Like, she couldn't, she couldn't, like, get up and run away or, like, get up and actually fight because, Mm -hmm. like, that's the predicament she was already in. But, man, was she just like, fuck you, like, just, like, <laughs> trying to snap at her with her, her bare gums, because, as you guys know, like, she's just, all her teeth are now pulled, and just, like, just, like, gnashing of, of not teeth, gnashing of gums, trying oh, to Oh, they get didn't away. let her keep the three? She has, she has one canine and then two in the back, but she has none that line up, mm-hmm. so she can't chomp anything. but anyway and then for the rest of the day they were just at each other's throats like if either of them came near the other one they were just like i mean yeah goat was heroic Mm -hmm. and she was doing a solid for her frenemy yep and she got snapped at for it i feel like it's like when you see like an old person at the grocery store like struggling to get the can of soup they want oh yeah and you help them and they're like yeah i don't need your help how mm-hmm. dare you i you have my pride snapper. yeah i feel yeah. like it's a lot like that um, that makes sense so yeah so we're in a weird spot now <laughs> uh, in the house because as you know it's just the three of us so mm-hmm. now i'm i feel like i'm between something i'm in the middle so it's they- a heartwarming christmas story for you it i mean most of it is yeah most of they it is. <laughs> they like do they sit on either side of you yeah always being like then, i'm not going to associate with her but i am going to be next to you well they always sit on either side of me but then anytime either of them like moves in any way mm-hmm. it, it's like a low key growl at the other one it's like so, a low key are you coming for my territory you know that kind of thing um always <laughs> And goat has to be on the right side and rooster has to be on the left side of me. And if the other one lays on the other side, it's like a full on brawl. And I don't know even Whoa. why they try it because they're still just as proximate to me as they would be totally. on the other side. Like there's no favorable. Plus, I don't know why they try that because it seems like they agree. Yeah, I know. Like, I, go- don't, <laughs> I don't understand. I don't get it. I, I think most of the time it's just an honest mistake. Fair enough. <laughs> like one will lay down enough. and then be like "fuck," and then they're in a dog fight. They can't. <laughs> they can't uh, help it. Can't come anyway, back from it. Let's talk about Handy Bunny. Do you Handy Bunny? Do you wish the dog in this had been in there more? Was there a dog? Oh yeah, there was a dog. There was a dog. Yeah, was it was kind dog. of like about a dog a little bit. Twas. Twas indeed. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. I didn't love when they, like, insulted the dog and then it clipped to the dog being like, I hate that. I don't yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But Dogs I did like the dog. He did look soft. He was happy. very sweet. Yeah. 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 Okay. We are at a big gay photo shoot for, oops, I thought, oops, shaving oops. cream, but it's actually for razors, even though none of these men were holding any kind of razors. Is it really? 
It's been for razors. Because when Peter asks James later in the movie if he wants to do a photo shoot, he says, do you kind of like well, maybe want to be in an ad for razors? And I was like, razors? <gasps> I was for sure it was shaving cream. Yeah. And like later when they show the ad, they're holding shaving cream. Yeah. But like out of his mouth, Peter said razors. Oh. He's bad at this. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Anyway. So, yeah, we're at this big gay photo shoot. Is adorable. And Peter's sitting there with an agent pal. And it's very clear that Peter, like, hates his job, but is very good at it. Except for the whole razor. She you know, listen. Debacle. Listen. <laughs> Sometimes but there's like, a miscommunication. You sure, know? sure, 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 sure. So... Anyway, the agent is like, so are you bringing Nick to the party tonight? And he's like, yeah, I'm bringing Nick and my boyfriend because I have one. And he's a doctor. And he's a doctor. And he's so handsome. I felt like the first five minutes of this movie set back gay rights about 30 years. I felt like we were in 1994. Like yeah. this was this was a this was a hard willing grace Mm -hmm. opening that i was pretty concerned about but then it it does even out <laughs> then it does like it become does. okay they do so at some off, point turn into people right right and i felt this way watching it also cole just watched it and texted me like wow the first like 10 minutes of this movie so yeah. i know i'm not alone so just you know give it a chance okay no i felt the same way yeah so we go back to the apartment and Peter, our main character, has, like, a lot of plants that he talks to, and they all have names, and one of them pokes him, and he's like, gasp, Julian. <laughs> Judith? Oh, Judith. It's like, why? Judith. Why did you do that to me? Like, Judith is an aloe. Don't be jealous. I love yeah. you just as much as I love Linda. <laughs> I really liked him. That endeared him to me. I mean, I can't throw stones since I have... I have... I have a spider plant named Beauregard, oh. and I have <laughs> all okay. of my plants have names. Oh. <laughs> Do you say words to them, like in Crash Landing on You? I don't, and I think what? that's why you they're all- You name them and you don't say 10 nice things to them so that they'll grow into big tomato plants? No, I'm abusing them right now. I'm an abusive plant lover right now, and I have been basically- since Ember was born, but mostly since Valor was born. I feel really bad in the wintertime that I'm not doing enough for my dying plants. Yeah. But then I remember it's not really my fault. It is it's it Alaska. is my spot in the in the northern hemisphere. It is yeah. it is how close I am to the Yeah, North and I have no excuse because I'll just go three weeks and forget to water them. That can Even be though good I have some like plants. calendar reminders. I know, I know. You need, need to, to get those get kind those of plants. plants. I know. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Sorry. I'm, I have big guilt over Beauregard and the rest of the crew. So we go oh. to like a big fancy party. Yes. That is apparently like a very hard invite to get. And I can understand why it does seem very fancy. Very. We meet the boyfriend, the cardiologist. And may I just say, my friend Justine came over to watch this with me. And we both audibly gasped. 
when he walked in. how handsome he was? I don't know if it was necessarily how handsome he was or, like, how well the film, like, made his entrance, like, dramatic and hot. They did. They did, like, a slow-mo entrance. They did a big, like, your heart needs to flutter right now. And I was like, Mm -hmm. am mere mortal. I guess I am. (laughs) You know what I think it was? Because when, also when these two kissed... At the party. I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember if it was a greeting kiss or if it was like when he said it was he'd a go shut home. up kiss. Maybe that was I don't know, whatever it was. I was a little like, <gasps> and I think the reason why is that I've been watching too many like sanitized Lifetime and Hallmark Lifetime. movies where the kisses are just like, mm-hmm. you know, like are just not even like eyes open falling asleep on each other's faces. This ish and was I a think, real kiss. Yeah, I think the actually having like a real kiss and also like men with chins instead of just like weak chin bozos um (laughs) brown hairs brown hair calendar model whoever catalog model like i think that's i think i think that i was suffering from from that i was i was thirsty in the desert and this was a drop of water it was and it was a tasty little drop really can i say this this is about nick the the roommate slash other main character yes I am so happy earrings are back. I Same. love an earring. Oh like, my gosh. I'm so Same. happy. Thank you, 2021. The earrings are back. Thank you. I mean, one of the uh, one of the current contestants on Michelle's Nate, season of the fucking the Bachelorette. Li- yes. Oh my god. <laughs> he has some serious earrings that I so woo. He's, he's over. got like the little like the little cross earrings. He's earring. got it they hang down and it is sexy. I know. It's it's I'm so happy that we now get to see earrings again. I know. I, I don't wanna like I don't wanna harp on it too much <laughs> well listen i just i feel like we have to move on because i couldn't talk michael into a man bun and so there's no way i'm talking him into a fucking earring god damn it. I think he might he I might do a not. man bun well guys just know that it's like it's like very like Kiefer sutherland and the lost boys it's oh. very george michael it's oh. a great trend and i'm glad that it's back okay. i love it all right so now we have he has like a facetime conversation with his family so that we can meet Peter, the main guy, we can kind of rapid meet all the family. Yeah. So we've got like, we've got a mom and a dad and an aunt. We've got two aunts and a sister. Is that sister, right? No, two sisters. An oh, aunt sisters. and two sisters. I keep forgetting that, yeah. um, that what's her that face is an Creek. older sister. Yeah. Yeah. But the best part of this is that one of his sisters has a makeup line called farm on my face <laughs> and, and it's hashtag farm on my face. And, no one tells her. The whole movie goes by and no one loves her enough to say that that's a really bad hashtag slash name. Her it's brand. terrible. Is there a specific reason it's terrible that I didn't pick up on? Or is I think it just it's like, like fart on my face. Reasons? I think it just sounds like fart on my face. Okay, that's what I thought too. All right. <laughs> I just wanted to do a, a vibe check, if you uh-huh, will, uh-huh. because I think that's what the kids are saying these days. Vibe check? All about the vibe check. Vibe checks. Okay. All right. And, well, I knew um, it was about vibes, but I didn't know the vibe check was a term, and I'm very excited about it. Yeah, you're welcome. Oh, and the mom is that sister from Hocus Pocus. Yeah, Kathy Najimy. That's the one. And yeah. the the sister is the lady from Shit's Creek she, with a good haircut. If you want to see that, oh, that, she looks fantastic. Oh yeah, she's got a great haircut. Hot as shit. She's so funny. 
She's mm-hmm. very funny in this movie. And the dad is Barry Boswick. Listen, there's a, there's a lot of good people in this movie yeah. that are funny people. Yeah. And we're about to get to Jennifer Coolidge. She just wasn't on this call. <laughs> so, okay. So the, the roommate slash love interest slash friend is a task rabbit rabbit he's a task rabbit bunny he's a tasker? He does task rabbit a handy bunny a tasker is this a thing in the world i think so okay i have heard of it before and i wasn't sure except justine at some point was like did did task rabbit pay for this and i was like have. so i came up i've decided what happened that is that the ceo of task rabbit's niece has always wanted to be a screenwriter and she pitched this this mm-hmm. movie, and he was like, "That's fine, but TaskRabbit mm-hmm. has said, to be in she its said, DNA." Uncle Hops, would you please, Uncle, Uncle Hops, would you please make this movie? <laughs> I know, I know, you're busy. I know you're the chief executive rabbit mm-hmm. of our whole rabbit family of the um, of the whole Warren. But w- yes, but would you mind? Helping would you mind make hop skipping and jumping <laughs> onto this movie, please? <laughs> Um, and he twitched his little nose, and now here we are. This was a stupid joke brought to you by Aaron. Um, Aaron and Melanie. So, I mean, I so, was it. I was there. Yeah. So he's he's like always doing taskers, and Peter says something about like, oh, you can't accept any more task rabbits or something like that. And he's like, no, it's not called a task rabbit. Like I'm the task rabbit. Like we I, like, get a lot I'm of like a, terminology too. Yeah. He had to explain the whole thing, and then. He made sure to bow down to capitalism and say, plus, it makes me happy. It's oh, all yeah, about to do helping work. people. Yes, exactly. And so it makes me happy down to my little worker bee core. But then immediately <laughs> when he goes to his task rabbit task to put up Christmas lights for this family, the lady's like, yeah, we hired somebody like more legit to do this, but he did fall off our roof and die. Uh-huh. So like, it's clearly like... They set it up as, like, I'm doing stuff for people who, like, need it. But it's, like, two very able-bodied people who could put up their own Christmas lights, assumedly. You know, I don't know their life. They but, like, can't. also, they the, like, the more legit not task rabbit person, like, straight up died trying to do the task. So they hired somebody <laughs> who doesn't have insurance and isn't an employee of anywhere and doesn't have a union. Which That's is, correct. Like, which is a little bit of a tough look for task rabbit. Which, which is I don't think capitalism. they thought about. Yeah. Um, so then her husband gets out of the car and it is that cardiologist that Peter is dating. Okay. I went through a whole journey on this. Mm. All right. And it was sad. I'll tell you that much. Um, just from like my intellect's standpoint. Okay. That is because when they're at the party, when they're together, they're like, oh my gosh, like we've been together three months, la la la. And then he's like, come home for... Come, come home, home to, for Christmas. Yeah. What was that man going to do? Wait. Okay. So this was okay. my journey. So he was like, come home to New Hampshire with me. And he was like, I can't wait to come home to New Hampshire with you. Bring, bring, bring. And he looks down at his phone and he's like, oh, the hospital needs me. Do you think he wasn't ever a doctor? No, no. He's a doctor. Oh, okay. But that All was right. definitely his wife. And he has the perfect job yeah. to get out of shit with his mistresses. Yeah, or, that's or what whatever. I thought, too. His he was going to ghost him at the last minute and be yeah. like, oh, I can't go because of Because of heart problem with, with big patient. Big, yeah. serious, important patient. And so then, so Justine's sitting there being like, uh, 
Yeah, like that's mm-hmm. definitely. And I was just like, I can't believe it. Oh my god, that was definitely his wife. Like, holy shit. Yeah, but I just think it's it's like almost even. I don't know. He's he's even a much bigger piece of shit to commit to the thing and then know that he's going to bail last minute. Yeah, it's like a whole a whole thing. It's a big problem. Um. Okay. So now. So then. They- okay. So he goes home, Nick goes home, and we, it basically cuts to Peter on the phone with this guy being like, I fucking hate you, you're a cheater, you've been cheating on me for three months and your poor fucking wife, and like, I'm not gonna judge your journey, but like, this is some fucked up nonsense and I want nothing to do with you ever again. So he breaks up with him, and then he's like, oh my god, like, he's always been the single one at home. And his family is very like, let's get people paired off. And like, you can't be a full person unless you're married or or have a partner or whatever. And like, there are some issues there, but it comes from a very sweet place. Here's the thing. It's like, okay, listen, I know this is a romance trope. I know that it's, it's done all the time and I don't mind it. Like I sure. don't I don't mind I have to bring somebody home for the holidays to appease my family, okay? Mm-hmm. Oh, quick plug for My Fake Bad Boyfriend by Sarah Whitney. Yes, novella, very good. Very good twist on that trope. But mm-hmm. anyway, I don't mind it as a trope. But like generally speaking, in the real world, do these families exist? Like who are these families I have that are like no you idea. must bring a boy home for Christmas. Like who, I've never heard of this in the real world, but it is a full on media trope for, it's like the basis of most good holiday things. Yeah. HBs, if, if you have come across this family in the wild, all right, I want your emails. Mm -hmm. Let us know. Is it your family? Did you get did you get pulled into going to somebody else's Christmas? Did you hear your college roommate complain about the fact that they couldn't bring anybody home? Mm-hmm. Let us know because I need to know. And if you need a girl for Christmas, that sounds fun. I would yeah. love it. You do you need I a fake love going to strangers' houses? I would yes. I love seeing inside other people's houses. I love holidays I, with strangers because yes. you can just like do whatever you want, be whoever you want. You're the guest, and so <laughs> then, then you're like, oh, I'll help do the dish. And they're always like, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, you sit on the couch and do Go nothing. Go have another cookie, like, sweetie. Oh gosh, uh, wow. Mrs. So and so, gosh, I would love to help with the <laughs> schmurschmur, but I guess I'll just mm, eat more pie. Uh, like <laughs> I love it. I love me being too. a guest at somebody else's family bullshit. Invite me, me please. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank Same. you. Thank All right. you. All right. So anyway, okay. he's like, I told my sister, especially Shit's Creek sister, that I was bringing somebody home. I told everybody that I had a surprise for them, which is problematic. And so he is packing and he's got like this tower of sweaters because he just is having a meltdown. He's having a mm-hmm. panicky meltdown. And Nick comes by and he's like, okay, sweetie, how long are you going back for? Like, you don't need that many sweaters for 10 days. He did have some great sweaters while he was there. Excellent sweater game mm-hmm. on Peter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then he's like, hold on. You're going to be here alone for Christmas. I'm going to do a mild emotional manipulation on you about mm-hmm. your dead mom. Yeah. So that you will come to my house. Here's the thing. <laughs> Okay, I need. I would like to know when <laughs> Nick's mom died because right? the idea is like 
hey, you should come home with me and pretend to be my boyfriend and tell my parents that we've fallen in love after all of these years as friends and roommates. Um, and comma, and your mom did die. So you probably don't want to be alone on Christmas with all those memories. And listener, this never comes back. Never. Never do we mention Nick's dead mom again. And also, when did that mom die? Like recently? Like, was he with her last year for Christmas? All of these other Christmases when Peter has gone home alone and he's lived with Nick, did he leave Nick alone? To have memories of his dead family? These are all my questions. While he, like, just goes home to his wonderful New Hampshire family? These are all my questions. Yeah. I know. Also, no one in this movie had a New Hampshire accent, which I was really bummed about. Like, I didn't hear anyone anyone say, look it, one time. And oh. that really bothered me. I love a, I love a thick New Hampshire. And it wow, I've never even encountered one of those. Ooh, I, I've known two... Deep New Hampshire boys, and that is a really unique accent. <gasps> That's fun. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. going to have to YouTube that later. Oh, hey, HBs. I don't know if you've heard, but we have a Patreon. For as little as $5 a month, you get over 150 bonus episodes, most of which include Aaron, videos of regular episodes, author hangouts, and so much more. Do you want to hear Aaron and I recap every single episode of Crash Landing on You? What about a little film called Psycho Stripper? Do you want more recaps of ridiculous Thanksgiving and other holiday books and movies? And how do you feel about Naima Simone and I recapping amazing reality TV? All of that and more is on the Patreon. There's so much content at your fingertips as soon as you sign up. Seriously, hours and hours. Anyway, it's patreon.com forward slash heaving bosoms podcast if you want to check it out. And of course, that link is in the show notes. Keep being a badass. There's real snow in this movie, which I really appreciated because I just watched a Hallmark movie on Cole's recommendation. Thanks, <gasps> where they used they used shaving cream. No, as Aaron, snow no. in the town. Yeah, how they they squirted it out onto the ground, <laughs> and it's nuts because like cars drive through it and people walk through it, and it just floats into the air. Oh my god! I, I'll I'll text Cole and get the title because I can't remember it. But yeah, it's real, and that was the last movie that I watched. And so, just like seeing real snow that like was clearly snow and was kind of gray and slushy on the ground was really yeah, exciting. These were for me. this was definitely filmed in a legitimate winter clime. So, yes. oh, and this fucking guy Peter. Not only does he do a big emotional manipulate about dead mom on Nick. But then he's like, also, you have to pay for the plane ticket. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, you have all of that money from their, your best-selling children's book about our dog Emmett squirreled away. And he's like, well, that's for, like, emergencies and, you know, for, and, like, like my hopes shit. and dreams. And he's like, yeah, this is important to me. Listen, if there's an MVP between these two, if there's somebody who deserves better between these two, it's hard, it's Nick. Nick. It's Nick Hart. It's definitely Nick. Um, Especially (laughs) since when he goes on quote-unquote vacation to spend quote-unquote quality time with other people, Mm -hmm. he's just a task rabbit the whole time. 
He's handy bunnying all over their house. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's rude. They have no yes. concept of what a guest is and no. how they should be treated. I was going to say, like, usually when you go to somebody's house, again, you you kind of, like, make a move to, like, You're maybe like, do oh something yourself. I'm and they're like, no, no, no. To put in the sink. Let us make the cocoa for you, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, okay. Like, <laughs> As many marshmallows as will fit. Thank you. <laughs> and this guy goes to their house and it's immediately like, the pipes are broken. The Christmas lights need stringing. Like, oh it's God. constant. It's nuts. And does TaskRabbit make person plumber? I, I don't Because I feel know. like mostly, like, I've heard I of thought TaskRabbit. Task I thought it was like 10 years old and not a thing anymore. I thought it was like... Help me. Go get my, do, yeah. my, pick up my dry cleaning. Normal stuff. Um, yeah. Not fix my pipes. That's not something you're qualified to do. I think you need to be, like, I think you need to be a plumber to do, there's stuff you, you have to do an apprenticeship or something. Don't you have to be, like, certified in something to be a plumber? Well, I mean, Isn't you, there a thing? He's not a plumber, though. Right? I know, but that's why I'm saying, like, don't you have to be, like, licensed to plumb? Yeah, I wonder if you have to have a license in order to get paid for it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel yeah. like this is a little shady. Interesting. I, don't know. I mean, the whole thing is shady. Like, I, I kind of, like, pseudo-dated a guy who was, like, said he was a plumber, but then, like, really wasn't a real plumber. And there was, wow. like, a thing he needed to do to be a plumber, wow. but he hadn't done it. So he was kind of, like, an under-the-table style plumber. Wow. So, yeah. I know there's a thing. Huh. Anyway. I mean, it makes sense. It's a trade. It's a, he, it was a tradesman. Yeah situation anyway okay 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 so, so they get there and and <laughs> the mom is holding up a sign because her thing is incredible signs we kept on reading every sign it was like is it it is was it like incredible signs or is it the worst signs and i'm not saying like the worst as in they're chuggy i'm saying they're not well made they, they don't need to be well made what are you at least the about? font should be like it looked like those those like plastic kindergarten letters that like a bit yeah, yeah. sometimes Ugh. listen it was hilarious and and it was like it really reminded me of watching crash landing on you and waiting for the signages yes! to be <laughs> to be translated <laughs> When the North Korean signs would yell at you, it was really similar to that. Only yeah. I wish I watched this with the subtitles on, and I wish that it would have had the signs yeah. with the subtitles. I know. Yeah, that didn't. Well, we were like eagle-eyed looking at all the signs the whole time. Anyway, yeah. the mom's holding up a sign that says, Slay Queen, and it's like, slay like a sleigh bell ring. Right. And it's and funny. And they say, do you, Nick says, do you think your mom Googled gay Christmas signs and made that in her craft room? And Peter's like, absolutely, yes. That's and she's going to demand that you call her Christmas Carol. Um, she <laughs> demands that people call her Christmas Carol for the entire month of December? Which is nuts. And then no. she calls Nick St. Nick once. And it's like, if you're going to make demands, you better, you better, you better pay better up, follow too. through. Uh-huh. That's yeah. right. Anyway, so, so they then, go in... They go inside and the mom is like, we're so excited to see you. We thought you might be bringing a boy home. But since you haven't, I'm really but glad. But since you haven't, I pre-coordinated like, a blind date. Yeah, it would have like, ruined my surprise. <sighs> my blind date with my spin instructor. And Peter fights it hard, and Nick is immediately like, I am on board. This means I don't have to lie to your family for 10 days. This is the best. Like, can't wait. And then the dad Completely undercuts out. the sham, which I really, I liked that. I Me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, I really liked that they just abandoned that completely. Yeah. 
but the dad comes out and he is really cute. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. He's like, you can't go anywhere till I give you a hug. Like, he's that kind of dad. Mm-hmm. Then he does manipulate Nick into yes, thinking it's his idea to plumb his house. Yes. But then the greatest scene that's ever happened in a movie happens. Aaron. Downstairs in the plumbing, I found it wildly offensive. Me too. When the, <laughs> when the dad is like, "How you're gay. So how, how did, did you, you get into fixing things? And I really wish that Nick would have been like, the same way any person in the world gets into fixing things. Being gay doesn't make me unable to hold a wrench. What I the know. hell? But instead, he's just, he's, he, just he accepts with the it. premise that it's strange that he knows how to tighten a, a pipe dealy despite being gay because he does like to you know give handies to boys (laughs) right like if anything that would help your grip strength dad okay sure sure yeah so he accepts that this this ridiculous premise and and then says that he watched hgtv and then the dad says is that homosexual gay tv and And he says says, yeah and then the dad goes wait is it porn and then he comes back he looks back to me he's like Kinda, <laughs> which I thought was a I great way to end I just, the scene. I just wished to, I but wish wow. you would have called him on his bullshit. No, a little listen, bit. I I was trying to figure out the entire time in this movie what it was trying to do, right? Because the parents are very much like incredibly enthusiastic about Nick and his, or I'm sorry, about Peter and his love life. And like, you know, it's not, I'm setting you up with a girl. It's like, we love whoever you love. We just want you to have something long-term, right? Mm -hmm. And so on, in that way, they're incredibly accepting. But then this movie is riddled with like, I I don't even want to call them microaggressions because that's that just seems like a just a legit aggression, you know? Mm-hmm. And then like the mom the mom's whole thing is I've been reading this book called My LGBTTTT Child. You loving know, your LGBTT child. Loving your LGBTTTT child and everybody's like everybody corrects her and she's like yeah 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 that that totally. And so the mom is like, you know, trying to trying to sexuality explain the rest of the family being like well i learned in my book that like men can be friends with men just like heterosexual women can be friends with men and like it doesn't have to be sexual right like as if this is a brand new idea that she's come to with her like mid-30s son early 30s son Mm -hmm. like he's incredibly established He's yes. minimum 32, I swear. Mm-hmm. And and so I ah, I couldn't figure out like what it was doing, if it was I trying think, to say something, if it was just like a cluster mess. I think that what they were trying to do was pepper in realistic things about going home to your small town family. And some of those things were, I think, attempted, like, I haven't had this experience, so I don't know if they rang true, but we're supposed to be like, this is what it's like to be gay and go home to your small town family. Like, your mom's reading a book about gays, like, your father's making, like, kind of offensive statements, but they're trying. Because there were a lot of other things like that, like, your, your mom trying to convince you to move home, um, you know, like the mom trying to like oh, get yeah. on Facebook and failing, like yes. the kind of the normal 
regular like small town Christmas problems that mm-hmm. you that you face. And so I think that was kind of what they were trying to do there. Okay. Okay. But but everybody means well. You know, it's like his his job calls at some point later in the film and says, you know, you have to do this impossible task and you have to do it on Christmas Eve. And he's like home with his family and he's trying to, you know, everyone's had this experience, I think. And he's like panicking in front of his mom and his mom's like, well, did you tell them that it's you just can't do it and it's impossible? And he's, he's like, like, yeah, mom. Yeah, mom. I told them that. And she's like, well, could you just tell them that, you know, like, could you just do this? Could you just do that? And then she says, do you want me to call them? Yes. And that's like a real mom experience, you know, and she means well, but it's like kind of harmful. And so are the plugs to move home. And so are, and so Mm -hmm. is her continually mentioning this book. And, you know, like, so, but they're all, it's all from a loving place. It's just like a little bit misguided. And I think people who have moved out of their small town to a bigger city, probably identify with all of these experiences yeah that that's what i sense. think they're trying to do i don't know if it was successful or not but i think that's what okay i don't think the movie is that tone deaf i think they're trying to write characters that are tone deaf but mean well yeah yeah i just don't know how nick doesn't <laughs> doesn't just I would, school the if dad. i were nick and the dad said that i would be all over it like but yeah anyway okay so what happens next they go oh nick wakes him up by banging on the window because he has decided that he's going to take it upon himself to finish the lights on the house mm-hmm. without anybody asking him. He's just doing it because it brings him joy. Wait, no, you've missed like a lot of stuff. What? So the whole family comes, the kids come. <gasps> oh my God, you're the right. Kids, the kids do this like really difficult thing for me personally, where they ask about the dog because Nick wrote this children's book yeah. that the kids have and stuff. And they say, you know, where's Emmett the dog? And he's like, oh, he's at the Holiday Hotel. And then the child says to the dog owner, do you think that when you left him at the Holiday Hotel, he thought that you, you were, were leaving, leaving him forever. forever just like his original family? And now he thinks that you've left him? <laughs> Fuck off, child. Like, that that hit home, you yeah. little bitch. And then I was like, why was this included in the film? Like, why did they just put me through that for no reason? <laughs> and then, you know, it does it does come back. Um, well, we find, but yeah. then Because we yes. find out his first book was all about adopting Emmett. Right. From the so, pound. Yeah. So then Aunt Sandy comes. <sighs> She's singing Joy to the World. She enters on Let Let Earth Receive Her King, as if she's the king. Yeah. She's got multiple leopard prints, like clashing leopard prints on. Oh, she's got these off the shoulder capes that are only held up by her magnificent boobs. Yes. And I <laughs> I bow down to Jennifer Coolidge. I just She's doing this. Oh, she's great. She's doing this weird Christmas pageant with the family that that is kind of like the comedy runner, but it doesn't like super work, but it's funny, I guess. Yeah. In sure. concept. But she like announces that Joy to the World has to be now part of her Christmas pageant, and that's why she's late was that she was thinking about that. Mm-hmm. And then she says the best line in the movie, which is Joy to the World this Christmas song has everything: the King, the Savior, the Glory, and the Born. And the which born. I is so funny. <laughs> it's so true, though. It does. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, all right. Okay. So then, there's angels in there too. Yes. Yeah. But that's not Maybe one that's of the, the four glory. things that Sandy says that you need. True. Um, so then the the date is announced. Everyone's like applauding the date. Then we have the Christmas tree. So Kathy Najimi sets up this like like retro white 
Christmas tree with these like store-bought stars on it. First of all, thank you, Aaron, you brilliant bitch, for calling it retro out the gate. Because the mom, one of her first lines is, she says, oh, come on, it's so modern. It's like, (laughs) what? But I do think the small town mom thinks it's modern. Maybe, maybe. Did I tell you about my neighbor up the way? No. Who turned me into a low-key spy for a little while? That you're like a current neighbor? Or like a no, when I was a child. Okay. When I was a child who like frolicked in the forest for hours on end with no supervision whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So I would hike up to my neighbor's house because I knew that they kept a a white fake christmas tree up all year but they would change the ornaments seasonally and so like there would be a a saint patrick's day theme and then there would be a halloween theme and so i would legit rain storm shine what the fuck ever I would hike up to her house and I would just like look to see if I could see if they had changed the ornaments yet. <laughs> and then I would go back home. <laughs> I um like part I man, I kind of don't know how to I feel really conflicted about this because part of me I want to be like that's super crazy. Like but part of me like I kind of love it. I know. Like, you know? I was very conflicted about it, even as a youngster. You know? Huh. I was like, this is fabulously tacky. Yes. Like, everything about it was wonderful. And she she would go, I mean, it was like, it was like monthly, almost. St. Patrick's Day. And then, like, an Easter theme. And then, like, a, a spring theme. Like, sure, it was yeah. almost what people do to, like, their front door or their front deck, but on a tacky-ass, white, glittery Christmas tree. Huh. Incredible. In my hometown, there was a person who lived on a pretty busy thoroughfare who would have, like, plastic geese in her yard. I come from a place where it's it's very common to have uh, plastic animals of some sort in your yard. Wow. And then when it's hunting season, you do put like some kind of an orange vest on That's those right. deers if you have them. So she had geese and gooses in her yard and then she had outfits for them that I say she because I'm assuming. Like yeah. I, I, this could have been a man. I don't know who lived there. Because I you're have a, no idea what gender this asshole. person was. But I can picture her and I think I'm right. But she had outfits for these these birds for every season and holiday. They changed monthly. Um, Little hats. Incredible. And so I've told this story to several people throughout my life about the lady with the geese. And some people are like, wow, incredible, like you were just now. Mm -hmm. And then other people are like, yeah, that's a thing. No! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Goose outfits. Yeah. We know about that. <laughs> and they're all older Midwestern women. So, like, apparently this was at some point a trend wow. Wow. to have gooses that you put outfits on. And the same lady was always selling vacuum cleaners from her driveway. There were always vacuum cleaners <laughs> propped up in the driveway with prices on them. What do you think that's about? I don't know, they were but used. I like it. I mean, they weren't new models. Wow. So she was yeah. a vacuum, like, scrapper. I don't know. And reseller. Where was she getting them? Was she repairing them? Maybe. Maybe she was a vacuum repairman. Maybe she was a, a vacuum... Vacuum uh, repair tinkerer. Vicky. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. Have I told you about the long-horned cow on I-5? 
No. There is a statue of a giant bull on I-5 in the middle of this field that has actual cows in it. Anyway, it only made me think of that because they do dress that one up for Christmas that I know of. But I only... I've all, I mean, I've driven past it several times because it's on like the giant, you know, north south corridor mm-hmm. of the West Coast. But the yeah, they dress it up for Christmas and it's pretty great. I haven't ever dressed up anything for, for the holidays, no. but maybe I should. Uh, Here's the thing I think about the white Christmas tree. I don't hate it. I like a retro Christmas tree, but okay. I think if you're going to have a silver Christmas tree or a white Christmas tree, you also need to invest in the color wheel um, that goes below it. Are you familiar with what I'm talking about? No. Most of the so a lot of these trees back in the day when they were popular had a like a rotating turntable that the tree would be on, which oh. is super smart considering like then you don't have a back where the bad ornaments are yeah. you know, and you have everything. Or it would be, like, just a turntable where you would put a, like, a clear, um, I don't know how to say, like, you know like when you'd cellophane? have, like, an overhead projector? Yeah yeah yeah, 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 with, like, with with colors, and then it would light up the tree different colors as it turned. That and I feel like you've got to invest cool. in that if you're going to invest in one of these retro trees. Yeah. My friend Penny had a, a, one of the metallic ones. They lived in this really cool, like retro 70s house that had like the, the exposed rock and the shag carpet Whoa. and kind of like a lot of the features like the the built-in like curio cabinets and stuff like that yeah 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 and they bought it from a woman who had had it since like the 50s or whatever so it had all the these so features and they didn't they didn't redo anything they just bought all vintage stuff to go in it it was so cool and wow. she had this really cool metallic christmas tree with the color wheel and its spin oh that's great yeah. yeah, that's really smart. Anyway, everybody thinks this thing is an abomination. Just ridiculous. And there, she's like, and she is me because I do not have a tree in my house. She's like, yeah, I'm the one who has to clean up the fucking needles, you assholes. I mean, she's right. Yeah. So, you know, I say mom gets what she wants because mm-hmm. y'all aren't going to help. Anyway, so they're all mad about it. And then, I don't know, then they go to bed, right? <laughs> Let me see here. So oh, they do go to bed, when, and Nick is. That's sorry. when Nick wakes him up. So that's what you were talking about before. But yes. but first, one of my favorite lines in the whole movie is they go up to bed, and he's like, "I cannot believe that you ended our relationship." And he's like, "I ended it before it even began." And he's like, mm-hmm. "No." It began in our fictional backstory, and then you go and you tell me that I should go on a date as if we're looking for a third. I was like, oh, I love it. (laughs) So they... Then he wakes him up. So now, yeah, so he wakes him up. He's, like, jet-lagged. His date is at 1, and, like, Nick's waking him up at noon. So, weirdly, this mom has Peter go to her spin class, where her spin instructor is, to meet him for the date so that she can introduce them, which is kind of crazy. And then he's getting texts from his work where he's like, they're saying like they picked a top 38 photographs and he has to choose from the 38 top photographs. And he's like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then he says flames, flames on the side of my face, which I really, really appreciated. I loved it. Wonderful clue reference. Yep. Then this guy comes out and I this guy was like far more hot than the cardiologist. He came out in the total slow-mo 
like towel around sweaty. his neck, like torso, very sweaty. It was nice. nice. Yeah. Is what Mom did well with this setup. And he was totally prepared for this date because before he left, Nick said, don that gay apparel. Yeah, that was cute. <laughs> So then they go on the date, and it's really cute. And Peter was like, my mom's probably been talking about me so much. You probably thought you were going on a date with the hottest, smartest, coolest, most interesting person in the world. And then then James, super hot guy, says, how do I know I'm not? And then he does snurfle his entire peppermint latte. It's it's rough. But then he makes him snurfle it back later, which is good. Which was inexplicable to me. He didn't say anything snurfleable. No. But like, I don't know that anything is ever snurfleable. I don't know that I've ever snurfled any coffee out of anything ever out of surprise from okay. a compliment. That's wow. ridiculous. Wow, Erin. Okay. You want to just come sorry, at me where I live? You, I'm sorry. You've That's what... snurfled a hot chocolate because somebody <laughs> said you were pretty. No. Please. No, definitely Let's... not. But I've snurfled about other things, and it was foamy. <laughs> Out of surprise? <laughs> I don't remember. It may have been hilarious. I could hilarity. see a laugh. Yeah, like, I can yeah. see being mid-drink. I snurfled something live on Cole and I's podcast one time. I don't remember what episode <laughs> it was. Or maybe he snurfled. I don't remember. One of us had tea that was, like, coming out our nose. But, like... You know what I have that done? That makes sense, because that's, like, an uncontrollable reaction. But to be, like, me, pretty, <laughs> would be nuts. <laughs> nuts. No, I know. I have also, like, somebody has just, like, walked into a room and I became startled for no reason because Michael calls me a rouse. <laughs> there are times when he will just walk into a room and I will jump off the ground and he'll be like, I live here, <laughs> which I think is the perfect response. Anyway, somebody will, like, do something. I'll get startled. And then I just, like, shoot, shoot, like, just beverage everywhere. I just, like. Yeah, well, that's normal. Okay. And, and as you know, I'm married to somebody who intentionally jump scares me a yeah. lot. And his response is also, I live here, which no. is kind of bullshit thing to say <laughs> when you've like jumped out and grabbed somebody <laughs> like a freaking murderer. And then it's like, wow, like, didn't you remember you have a husband? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, but I didn't expect him to be lying in wait. You know, like I didn't expect you to be under the bed. And then like I get out of the shower and you like grab my ankles from under the bed. Like it's um, what's uh, I know what you did last summer, too. I still know what you did last summer. I still know. Brazil version. That's, That's right. It ended. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> hey, HBs. I started an Etsy store. Did you know? Right now, it's full of all the St. Vincent items you need because St. Vincent is thoughtful and cozy all year round. We've got a book sleeve to keep your books, planners, e-readers, or really anything else safe when you're on the go. The inside is fuzzy and they feel so incredibly lush in your hands. I went round and round with the manufacturers to make sure I had just the right thickness. Those feature Art of St. Vincent and Evie during their carriage adventure that was painted by the amazing Mayara Faraz on one side, and then I created a St. Vincent Would Always wreath on the other side that has a bunch of little Easter egg items in it. There's a St. Vincent Would Always warm brick enamel pin. It's like, you know, if you know, you know. I designed a special edition marriage of convenience candle that is specific to Devil in Winter with the help of HB Jen at Post Pouring Company. 
It combines dark amber for St. Vincent and rosewood for Evie. And it smells so delicious. It's hard to even wrap my brain around. So if you want to treat yourself or be the St. Vincent you want to see in the world by getting a care package for a friend, check out our Etsy store. The link is in the show notes. Okay, so they're, so Nick's back at the house. They're doing this weird present wrapping ritual that doesn't matter and doesn't make sense. Doesn't matter. The mother is getting signs for everyone for Christmas. Mm -hmm. One of the signs reads, let's all take a moment to appreciate how spiders can't fly or something <laughs> to that effect. And then, like, Nick has to, like, fake a laugh, which is, like, oh, been there, buddy. I loved it. I loved That's it like, so much. You like the sign? What a funny random thing to just no <laughs> melody. That sign is not funny. Listen, I'm not a sign person, you know. But like, uh -huh. if you're gonna be a sign person, it may as well that be off the wall bullshit like that. Was if you're gonna say vibe check, I'm gonna tell you that that sign <laughs> was chewy as fuck. You need to check your humor. It bone. was a. You it need was to a woody. Chewy. It's chewy. Wait, is that what, what the kids, the kids call are that saying? Stuff? Yeah. What's like the stuff that we What's like? What's a chug? I don't I don't really understand it, but all the stuff that oh, like no. all the stuff that we like <laughs> is chuggy. Is chuggy? Is that because yeah. they finally figured out they can't call us boomers? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but like like the font on the signs, you know, like the sign font, chuggy. Yeah, signs chuggy. Pumpkin spice lattes chuggy. Scarves and boots chuggy. Black okay. leggings and and red plaid shirts, chuggy. Okay, like the whole, let's that not whole go too far. The nineties are back. Okay, I can wear as yeah, much flannel as I fucking for, want for them. But the way we oh. wear it is chuggy. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm gonna have to Urban Dictionary the fuck out of this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So anyway, I want to take some time to examine some of the signs. Yes. Relax. We're all crazy. It's not a competition. Uh huh. Is one of the signs. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder is one of the signs she's chosen to make for her house. Oh, I didn't see that one. I don't like that. Don't grow up. Have fun together. What does it mean? <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> what I love most about this place is you. Okay. <laughs> what happens at grandma's house stays, stays at, grandma's, at house. grandma's house. Yeah. Today is the best day. Is what just says today is the best day what? is one of her signs. One of my one of my very favorites is you want breakfast in bed? Too bad. I'm asleep. And that's in her guest room. <laughs> <laughs> I bet she thought that was really sassy I think to put it's in funny. the guest room. I think that's funny. Melody, 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 Mel. Yes, Aaron. You think that's funny? <laughs> well, it's not like rude. No, it's, it's funny. not rude. It's just not funny. It's just <laughs> it's neither ridiculous. rude nor funny. No, it's you know nothing. what? You're right. You're right. It's, it's not funny. It's ridiculous. It's not that. It's literally. It's nothing. <laughs> it is nothing. It's ridiculous. No. You know what is nothing? Mm. What? Bloom where you're planted. That's one of them too. I know. Yeah. But you know what's not nothing? What? Let's all take a moment to appreciate the fact that spiders can't fly. <laughs> so 
I'm continuing That on. made you laugh. The, <laughs> oh, it oh, made oh, me oh. laugh how much you think it's funny. So moving on, these two, Nick and Peter, encounter each other at the wine store. Nick has gone out to get wine. Peter has realized that he will need wine later. Oh, because he's um, bringing home a Christmas tree. There was this whole oh, scene right. of them putting a Christmas Those tree on top of a car. On their date, they went and got a Christmas tree, which caused them to have to, like, do a lot of, like, forced touching to get the tree mm-hmm. on top of the car. And, like, one of them slipped and the other one caught him. Yep. And it was very yep. cute. It was really cute. But I have to say, those are not the same fucking trees. The one they put on that car was no less than 16 feet tall. Oh, yeah. That was huge. It was huge. <laughs> and the tree they put up in the house was not that big. It was a normal tree. Also, like, don't surprise your mom with a real Christmas tree. Like, just... No. Fucking just have the tree that your mom bought and put up. Don't don't like don't force traditions on your mom who's don't already working so hard. Please don't. Mm-mm. But they do, and he gets wine to maybe smooth that over. So mm-hmm. they're talking about like whether it was a good date, and Peter kind of like can't tell Nick that it is a good date, which is uh-huh. like a big sign, but he doesn't understand that yet. Then when he goes home and he tells his mom that it was a good date, she kind of like gets it out of him that it was a good date. Did you notice that she grabs her boobs in surprise? Yes! You and did? I, yes! And I sat on my couch and I screamed, I do that too! Uh-huh, you do do that. <laughs> and then I promptly grabbed my boobs. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> you and Kathy Najimi have something in common. Oh my god, I'm so, I'm I'm just honored to be here. Because I feel know? like that's that wasn't a character choice. I feel no. like that that's something she does in that life. That was a real reaction. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so then when he says it's a good date, then the teen girls who are shit creek ladies' daughters they are? start plotting. Oh, yeah. Aren't they her daughters? Yeah. They are her daughters, sorry. Um, I thought you meant they're, they're like, from we need to, we need, because they have decided that Peter and Nick need to be together and they don't yes. like this at all. Then the dad also, like, says around Nick, hey, we always thought that you and Peter would be together well, and, you know. Wait, but first, yes. it's because... So this is the one time I'm okay with him making Nick do work. And it's because when Peter tells everybody that it was a good date, Nick Mm -hmm. gets this sort of like far away look on his face. And the dad's like, hey, why don't you and I take this out to the garage? Yeah, it's kind of sweet. It's really nice. And then in the garage, he was like, you know, we always thought that you two should be together. Yeah, he's really baiting him to be like... Do you love my son? Mm-hmm. And then the anything. two girls pop in, and they're like, "We agree with Grandpa. You mm-hmm. and Nick should, or you and Peter should be together." And then I swear to fucking God, they like get vacuumed up the stairs. They do. <laughs> they really <laughs> pop in sideways and then pop right out. So then he's going to go on a skiing date with James. He got the text that they're going to go on a second date with everybody in the room, which was when Nick kind of got the faraway look. Yeah. And so he puts on his high school ski gear, which is real hot. Adorable. And he definitely inherited the sign gene from his mom because the stickers on that helmet. I know. Like, I love to shred. Yeah. So, like, the apple hasn't fallen far for <laughs> this one. He looks ridiculous, but it's very endearing. Well, and Nick is like, Nick is like, if this guy doesn't like if he's turned off by one retro fashion moment then he's not for you also right nick is doing this pep talk 
wet out of the shower in only a towel. Oh, yes. I, for, I Which skipped I feel a line like in my notes. You can't... He's got like a very nice body and a good wow. tattoo. And he's oh. got the, the earring has changed to a diamond stud, which oh I'm my God. appreciating. Like it very used to be much. like a little hangy down hoop and mm. now it's a diamond stud. That's right. The variety um, is really nice. Yes. And and then we get a, a shot of a Peter checking Nick out as he walks away and being mm-hmm. like, huh, and then like shaking himself out of it. Which is nuts because they live together. Like you yeah. should have memorized that body by now, but whatever. Right? Okay, so then we clip to the pageant. Nothing really happens except for like Nick talks to those teen girls about like she wants them to get together. And, and Jennifer, Jennifer Coolidge, Coolidge does is hilarious. Comic relief. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, it's fine. Um, so then we get a very green screen ski lift. Yes. That's like, that's also like a very snazzy ski lift. Like it's not the chairs. <sighs> it's like an enclosed, like a uh-huh. real snazzy clip your skis on the outside. And I just feel like small no. town New Hampshire ski hill does not have this sophisticated of a ski lift. Not but... to mention that like those are usually tinted and it didn't look like that with the green oh, screen. Are they usually tinted? Well, it looked like know. that from I've the outside. I've never been on such a fancy fucking ski lift, so no, I never No, I thought know. it looked like that from the outside. Maybe that was just like oh. a weird shadow. But when yeah, I saw the shot sense. from the outside, it looked tinted. And then on the inside, it was very much open air looking. Yeah, but all it can do is talk about Nick. He mm-hmm. just keeps talking yeah, about Nick. Yeah, he says that the way that they met was that they were both, they had both just moved to LA. So they were both joining a gym and... They found out there was a family discount from the person in front of them, and so they pretended to be married and had all this backstory and stuff. It's very cute. And we improv the whole thing. <laughs> and I I did this. I'm I'm a family member of a gym with my friend Christine because we found out on their website that they honored all same sex partnerships, whether married or not. So we so just there. we just went in and we're like, We're together. We mm-hmm. want a family membership. And they asked no questions and we never lied. That's because right. Because we are together as friends. That's right. And now we get to go to water aerobics every Wednesday at a discount. Aww. Um, oh. God, I love water aerobics. It's my very favorite thing in the whole world. All right. So Peter is loving going out with James, but he does miss his family and he tells James that. Nick is reading at home his sad ass dog book out loud to this kid with the sad ass dog pictures in it. And he's like, oh, he was at the pound and he was like trying to sleep because he was so sad. But then he couldn't sleep because he was so sad. And then all the dogs started barking, which was a signal that somebody was coming to give someone a home. But they didn't come for Emmett. And it's like, fuck you, man. Like, why are That's we doing this? best seller. OK. Yeah, and we're I doing get- it. Because that he is bonding with those children. That's fine. But if you're going to read me the middle and show me the picture of the dark <laughs> moment in the book, read me the end, you bitch. Like, I can't. <laughs> Like, I didn't, I was not feeling great there, and I would like to see the last page where Emmett's adopted and happy. And he didn't, we didn't get that. So Peter comes back to from the date, and they kind of have a talk outside. They have a talk outside on the front, like, in front of the front steps, and it's, like, so cute, and it lasts so long. Mm-hmm. And he basically is like, yeah, I'm kind of thinking about moving back home and i have been for a while and, and now he's like, like james the hottie is here yeah and he's like wow you must really like him if you're thinking about moving mm-hmm. and he's like well i mean uh, i don't know and all nick can say is i would miss you 
Well, Peter says, I don't know what there is for me in L.A. There's a job I don't like, friends that I could kind of take or leave. And he's like, really, the only person I love in L.A. is you. And then kind of like tacit in that is, but like, if you put that on the scales, like, I I love more people here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can leave you, though. You're just one person, you know? Right. Right. Rough. Ouch town. So then drunk Aunt Sandy comes home. Oh, my God. Um, she says. That was pretty great. All the world's a stage and uh, <laughs> a huge amount of us are under rehearsed. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. Then Nick lights up the whole house. He spent all day making this like beautiful light show, which looks very expensive for there the whole house. There were stars on that thing. Yeah, and Peter thanks him for being so great with his family. Because, like, Nick has spent all of this time with Peter's family when Peter's just, like, off fucking this dude. Yeah. Actually, not fucking, not even but they fucking did this kiss. dude. We forgot to tell them that they oh, kissed yeah, at the they end of the ski day. did kiss at the ski. Aaron, you're nice. missing the shirtless times? You're missing the I'm kisses? I'm sorry. What's I'm sorry. You're right. I'm sorry. I, I'm clearly out of it. <laughs> no, they did do, like, a real nice kiss. In, really in ski cute. helmets, which is difficult Dif- to do. Been there, hard yeah. to do it. So I I'm gave glad them that extra points for out. agility. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we do another pageant scene for comic relief. It's about the children getting off book, and Jennifer Coolidge is like really mad that they haven't memorized their lines yet. And then the boys kind of help them memorize their lines, but they're like, "You don't get any cookies until you're off book." And like, wow, they never really circle back around and be like, "It's okay, it's Christmas. You don't have to do." that never happens they really do make those kids memorize the lines and don't give them cookies until they get it which is really rough and then then my favorite line peter's like you don't so he's like this is a job and they're like we're not getting paid and he's like yeah you are you're getting paid in these cookies and you're not going to get them until you do the work and then he gets a call and he's like oh that's my boss who doesn't pay me in cookies and then like leaves the table <laughs> i loved that line like i did he's, too he's like bragging to children that he gets paid in money instead of cookies <laughs> hilarious the boss didn't like the gay santa photo shoot from the first scene of the movie and he wants to use real people instead of influencers so now he has to put together a whole new campaign before christmas eve so in one day and th- that campaign took three months yeah so, so the family suggests that he take pictures of Nick, who the is The dad suggests yes. it. And the dad is like, Nick's a 10. Mm-hmm. You should. I mean, whatever. And Nick tries to get out of it by, like, scooting out of the room. He, like, does this, this like, athletic person shuffle out of the room yeah, that is so it's cute. Really yeah. like, it's like, I have things that I have, have to, do. to do. But I love that Boswick says that Nick is a 10 because, like, he's picking up the, – the girls earlier said Nick is a 10 when they were in the garage. They're like, what's yeah. wrong with him? He's nice. He's cool. He's a 10. So, I, like, the dad's kind of, like, picking up the lingo. He's like, take pictures of him. He's a 10. <laughs> like, I've – I know what that is. Uh-huh. Uh, it was pretty great. So then they go out in the world and, like, do a little shaving cream beard and, like, they take pictures of him, like – lounging on logs wait i have to ask you there are the one where he held up the pictures. log <laughs> what that he's just holding <laughs> a small log but and like later teasing. when they actually show the campaign he's got it behind his head well, there's one of those, yeah. Oh my but there's god! A, but but there's another one where he's in that same pose that he had with the log, but instead of the log, it's shaving cream. So I wonder if he oh. had him hold the log as like a placeholder. 
for the shaving cream? I don't know. That's the best I can do. (laughs) But then they do him. Then they put the shaving cream on uh, Peter and they have him like make out with a tree, which was a weird (laughs) choice. They were, they they were going for it. And then our big romance moment is supposed to be Peter tells Nick to like breathe out hard so he can see (laughs) his breath. And then Nick does a big and it's like whoa <laughs> that's sexy hot but it's it's kind of crazy because a it's not not very sexy hot even though they try to make it that way and also they've been out there for a long time and we've never, never seen, seen the breath. their breath no he vaped it, right before that it happens like again like later and we haven't seen anyone's breath so mm-hmm. like don't hey movie you don't have to if something's in the script you don't have to really jam it in there you could really you could really do anything you mm-hmm. could maybe maybe instead they should say we should take one of the two of us and then when they're in that embrace then they have a romance moment all you have to do is be like this isn't working on the day and then you can you can change it because it wasn't working it did not work. it was hilarious though it was rough okay so then he gets a call from james to go on a date and he's like, I'm going to go on this date. No, he's like, should I go on this date? Mm-hmm. And Nick is like, of course I mean, you should. You should go. And he's like, why should I go? And he's like, I feel like you want to go. And he's like, I feel like you want me to want to go. And Nick mm-hmm. is like, I can't with this right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, go or so don't. <laughs> and they go to the sister's bar, the sister from Schitt's Creek. Which is called Lisa's Crisis. I loved that. I'm <laughs> obsessed with that. <laughs> it's it's lisa's crisis something like lisa's crisis lounge maybe something. or something like yeah. that yeah i loved it she tries to ruin their date by like bumping so they they like have a family initiative to ruin this date with james and she like bumps into peter blames it on him as if like that would make him be like whoa what a loser she he bumps into, into peter sister. and then like puts an entire hamburger into james's chest yeah and then she like high key blames climate change on peter yeah high key she said like at one time she had an idea that would end climate change but then peter made her forget it yeah because he's so self-centered yeah and, and he now ruins we have everything. global warming <laughs> like, thanks for the ice this, caps peter yeah this does not deter james no um, as you might think <laughs> Um, but meanwhile, the teen girls, so meanwhile, Nick's over doing like a task rabbit on another house, putting up Christmas lights and those teen girls take away his ladder and make him admit that he's in love with Peter. Which like, hey, teen girls, much like torture, Mm -hmm. you can get somebody to say just about anything if you take away their safe mode of transportation off of a roof. See, I felt... The exact opposite way. Really? I felt like this is a man who's on the roof to do a job, will probably be up there another couple hours, and they've taken away his ladder. So I would be, if I'm Nick and I don't want to talk to these bitches, would I would be like- You wait them out and then wait and then- Okay, I'm going to continue to do the job that I'm up here to do. <laughs> In a couple hours, I'll be needing that ladder. Yeah. And then these are teen girls who do not want to stay here for two hours. And it's- no. And we're supposed to be made to believe that it's cold, even though the breath situation aforementioned. There was Um, real snow, Aaron. And here's another thing. You know what this guy has? 
What? A phone. They're not going to steal the ladder. They'll probably put it on the ground. If the ladder fell, he could probably text the homeowner and say, yes, my Aaron. ladder fell. Would you mind getting me off through? I'm just saying it's not torture. He Look really does you love you your Peter. logical brain. I know. Sorry, I just think, I, th- I don't think it was coerced. I, I, think, I feel like okay. this confession was real and not coerced. That's what I'm okay. saying. Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that a lot better. Anyway, mm-hmm. he is like, yeah, I'm in love with Peter, but I'm not going to do anything about it because I don't think that the feeling are reciprocated right and they're like okay 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 and then we get the second best scene in a movie of all time <laughs> um this is the scene where james also poses for the ad oh no <laughs> okay well the next scene is that james also poses for the ad because Fair. the boss texts him and says do you can you get more models to do stuff like this so he takes pictures of james he has james do the exact same stuff that nick did then james asks him to come upstairs and peter's kind of like yes and then he's like no right <laughs> which is rough for everybody uh watching the movie yep who knows that nick is the one yep and then is probably the scene you're referring to yeah, the dance, the dance, the dance that they do. The dance. No. The Come next on. scene is that Peter comes home and finds that the girls are in his bed. And so he has to get in bed with Nick. Oh, Which yes. was very cute, which it I really liked. So that they had to both cram into a little twin bed and they had to face each other on their little pillows. And then, and but then it got so awkward, Aaron. And I'm like, it doesn't have to be awkward, boys. Just kiss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then they get up in the morning and the teen girls look like sluts for that pageant. Yes. Everybody's like, look how slutty they are. But I thought they looked pretty cute. Like, I didn't think they looked that slutty. Like, <laughs> all the parents are very concerned, but I thought they looked pretty cute. Maybe not for the Virgin Mary in a pageant, but this pageant's fucked anyway. Let them wear the they want. I mean, fair enough. Yeah, the pageant is a mess. Like, if it was so, like, like a regular Christmas pageant and like <laughs> my daughter was wearing that to be Mary, I might be like, tone it down. You're going to look ridiculous next to the other people in like regular robes you know but like Mm -hmm. the whole thing was nuts like jennifer coolidge is dressed as glinda the good witch why does it matter they just have their tummies showing it's fine it is very cute yeah so those girls then corner peter to ask him if he has feelings for nick and he kind of gives them a non-answer but they're like we've confirmed it and then there's the dance scene. They hear what they about. want to hear yeah. out of him. Mm-hmm. And then they turn on a Britney Christmas song and they do a choreographed dance that they've been doing since the girls were like four. And I was charmed. I would like to learn every motion of that dance. And uh, that's all. That's all. Aaron was not I was equally charmed. I was mildly charmed. I was more charmed by in the The next scene was looking at him while he was dancing. Oh yeah, and and also the girls go up to Nick and they say, "We talked to Peter, and the feeling is mutual. He loves you too," which is rough. Um, so then they go to the pageant, (laughs) and Jennifer Coolidge reads this like motivational speech. I'm very charmed by this. Reads like a full motivational speech to everybody off of a piece of paper, and it's very like poignant and good but also like stilted yes very still very stilted (laughs) but well written and then peter turns to nick and says that is word for word madonna's pre-show prayer from 
what was it truth or dare i don't remember oh fantastic i thought that was funny like number one is flames flames on the side of my face that was my favorite part of this movie yeah this was this this joke was 100 percent number two because you sit there and you listen to her like do a wooden reading of this thing oh my god and you're like what is this why am i watching it was happening right now oh my god it It was so good so then we do the pageant which Mm -hmm. is nuts yeah and the only thing that's important about that is that you watch peter and nick like snuggle for jesus mm-hmm. off oh, on the yeah, side do, and then the parents watch them snuggle for yes. jesus like one has the arm around the and other james watches them snuggle because mm-hmm. james comes to the pageant james is a good guy justice for james no listen to me james must be protected at all costs yeah but like, I, I, I think he was protected at all costs from the movie except yes. he didn't get that d unfortunately well, um but i oh, i've got some hot takes so you know, stay tuned. What do you mean? They're normal hot takes. They're normal Melody hot takes. I don't anyway. think he's into Jennifer Coolidge. I think it was made clear. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. He made it clear. He's, he doesn't want it. How dare you think that I would? The man's gay. I don't think he should be with Jennifer Coolidge. That's not my hot oh, take. What is your hot take? <laughs> what is it? They should be looking for a third. Oh, my God. <laughs> Shut it. Normal uh, Melody hot take. My God. Uh, I forgot who I was talking. <laughs> I'm thinking I was going to push a gay man into the arms of Jennifer Coolidge. Come on. I started watching Succession the other day and I texted Sarah like, am I in danger? I I need to know up front if I'm like going to be in danger of like falling in love with one of these weak gend monsters like in this show because I need to prepare myself. And she was like, no, none of them are even in the least bit attractive or sexy in any way and i was like okay then i'm gonna watch this show and then like maybe like four or five episodes in i text her i'm like this colkin is pretty interesting and she's like oh yes you sorry i completely <laughs> forgot who i was talking to yes yeah you're right you're in, yeah that, it, it's gonna be a problem <laughs> thanks you're like you're in too deep <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, and I'm disgusted with myself about it. Oh, maybe I should start watching Succession. How far no, in are you? No, you'd hate it. You'd hate it. It's okay. All, you'd, I mean, I've stayed away it. from it because I think I'd hate it, but... Yeah, you'd hate it. Okay. Oops, my husband's trying to FaceTime me. Stop. No, X, X, X. <laughs> okay. Okay, so then afterwards, Nick says that he loves... He corners Peter and he says, I'm in love with you. And Peter's like, I'm scared and I'm worried about our friendship and I want to move home and then all of a sudden, like, James shows up, and then he sees the Instagram photos, and then Nick sees that he did the same Instagram photos with James, and so their moment wasn't real. And then they're like, let's all go to the bar. And then it's like, it's But over. it's also bullshit, because that moment was real, because, the, see, the thing is, is that they the movie did this whole thing for the parallel, because he did it with James, he didn't mm-hmm. get the same butterflies, and so, bleh. Right? And I posit that he tried to do it with James so that he would get the same butterflies. I bet. Mm-hmm. Ooh, uh, and it anyway, didn't work out. And Nick is like, fuck this. I just got hard turned down by my best friend. I don't know how I'm going to live the rest of my life. And so he is going to leave. But because he is so dedicated and really, you know, he's looking for some self care, he's looking for mm-hmm. like a spot of joy. Mm-hmm. And so he does take one of those task rabbit handy bunny jobs because that is what fulfills him, Aaron. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, yes. There yeah. you go. Uh-huh. 
he goes to the slip. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know how sometimes Rooster texts me from a separate phone line that is maintained by my households just for Rooster? Oh my god, yes. Yesterday she texted me that she wanted to have a quinceanera. <laughs> she wanted for a quinceanera and then david just tried to facetime me and then he said sorry i forgot you're probably podcasting and then he says just wanted to see how rooster's quinceanera went (laughs) anyway sorry that's why i was laughing okay so then james and so nick's like i don't want to go to the fucking bar i don't put me through this like i i've got to go call the pets hotel and like check on Emmett. you guys go ahead i'll be there later So they go ahead on their date, and it's becoming evident on the date that, like, we're not, we're not into this. Actually, James must be protected at all costs, because what's-his-name-is-like, yeah, I mean, because James says, I think I got, like, 8,000 new followers in the last, like, hour. Mm -hmm. And Peter goes, I mean, you might want to strike while the iron is hot and, like, you know, go to L.A. and, and see what you can do for, you know, this. And James goes, but so, but you're you still said you moving wanted to move here, back here. And Peter yeah. was like, "Oh my god, I didn't mean to say, like, I didn't mean it that way." And James goes, "I actually think that you needed to hear yourself say that mm-hmm. because you're great and I'm great, but the way you look at Nick is uh, once in a lifetime stuff." Mm-hmm. Oh. Also, the handy bunny task that Nick took was painting the inside of a hardware store that's being sold. And so you kind of get the feeling that he's going to buy it or something. And also at the bar, Dan the Band is playing from old school and uh, Hangover fame. And I think they're playing an actual song from their actual Christmas album. And so just so listener knows, Dan the Band does have a hilarious Christmas album. That's probably like 10 years old now. Oh, my gosh. I had no idea. Yeah. Anyway, I also Aunt Sandy comes over to hit on James. She's like, I've been eyeing up this man from across the bar. And it's and time then, to land the plane, she says. Yeah, try, time to land the plane. And then when she she takes like a sip of the martini and like goes over there. And then she says to, to well, so when Najimi comes over and is like, hey, Coolidge, like this guy is clearly on a date with your nephew who you know and then she like d- she nevertheless she persists and she's like people are into all kinds of stuff like don't, it, it could still happen and she basically has to be dragged away which is pretty great and so then peter realizes he needs to be with nick and james is like go to him and he goes home and he tries to find him but he's at that job or whatever well no so he he thinks he's going to the airport he left a note that's like hey I'm bud leaving. yeah see you never love nick but then when he's driving to the airport i'm so glad that the thing that they were, you know, teasing didn't actually happen mm-hmm. because he sees their rental car on his way to rush to the airport. And he's like, wait a second. And then mm-hmm. pulls in and he goes into the empty hardware store and Nick is painting. And he's like, he's like, you haven't texted me back at all. You haven't, you haven't responded to any of my texts at all. And he's like, yeah, I did. Yeah, I just responded. And then he looks at it and he's like, oh, and he goes, also, the first time you texted was eight minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Baby. So then Nick tells him that he bought this hardware store so that Peter can have the plant shop he's always wanted to sell plants in his hometown. And he did that even knowing that they're not going to be together 
And he used the the money that he has saved up from the publication Ugh. of his first book to buy it for him. Ah, it's beautiful. And no. also Nick. But the yeah, Nick. But they are best friends. They so, are. You know, I'm sure he gets like, some value out of this. <laughs> yeah. I well, I feel like they'll still be best friends even if this doesn't work out. You know, like I feel like they're still gonna be okay. So then Peter tells him that he's in love with him and they do a whole kiss and he says, But you you said that you didn't want me to move home with you. And he's like, No, I just assumed you wouldn't want to move home with me. And it's wild misunderstandings, and then they do do a they do a big make out that's very, very cute. It's a good makeout. It is, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he takes him home, and he has managed, he's gotten inspired enough to write book two Well, yeah, because that Emmett kid gave stuff. him the whole fucking plot. Yeah, when he, he was did. reading the thing to the kid, the kid was like, this is where that this is where that beginning thing comes back. He's like, what if book two, because he was saying he wasn't, he didn't know how to do book two. And he's like, what if book two is you dropping him off at the dog hotel and him thinking that you abandoned him and then... Why are these books so sad? Uh, you thinking that he abandoned him thinking that and then you coming back and then you come back with with Uncle, Uncle Peter. Peter. And so then he gives him the draft for Christmas so that the boy can read the draft so that he can not only be the inspiration and also writer of the book, but also the editor. Yep. Mm -hmm. Which is real rough. I'm sure he'll get paid in cookies. <laughs> to do that and then um he's the the end of the book is that because the kid says boy after my own heart does it end happy though yeah and they're like yeah and he doesn't trust him which is smart kid and you go to the back and he reads it and he's like and then it says that uncle peter and nick moved to new hampshire with emmett say we are going to move to New Hampshire. And then they put their arms around each other. And then Together. they smooch in front of their family. And then Kathy Najimi cries. And everybody cries. And everybody's so happy that everybody's they're finally so together. Because everyone loves Nick so much. Yeah. <sighs> and it's great. And then we watch Dan the Band sing another Christmas song for the movie with Jennifer Coolidge. It was so fun. Wasn't this a great movie? It was. It was a great movie. This is really redemption for happiness season, which I didn't hate, but I know I a lot of people either, did yeah. because it wasn't it wasn't the joyful movie people wanted it to be. Right. And this this definitely is. Yeah, most definitely. Thank you, Aaron, for switching our gears and having us do this because we were originally going to do Love Hard and we are going to do that for Patreon. But I really liked doing this one. I did, too. I really loved it. Made it made me really happy. Mm -hmm. oh and before before we um you know what i'll make it my lady loves oh okay hello all right hey aaron do you have a lady love i do there's another netflix christmas movie that is bad and it is called christmas inheritance and that is the one that has the snow that is Ooh. made out of shaving cream so i'm gonna recommend that terrible 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 movie to all of making you. a note checking it twice that's a list What's up? What's your lady love? Oh, boy. Let me see. My lady love. I just discovered something that I think everybody's known about for years. And that is a Swiffer Duster. Uh, I've never used one before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, they, it traps dust right there in the thing. What were you using? A feather duster? Like a 90-year-old woman? No, I was using a wet rag. To dust? <laughs> yeah, you just wipe it right off. Boom. With like with like pledge? No, water. Wet rag. Wet. Just a wet water rag? Yeah. Yeah, I'm an old person. 
Yeah. Yeah. But but you I know feel what like else? You skipped like several apparatuses. <laughs> and yeah. just went right from like 1952 to now. From yeah. wet rag. Yeah. Wet rag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, that also traps dust it in does, the wet. But, but like, but yeah, then everything but, is wet. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. But also like pledge. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I mean, I use pledge as well on like wood surfaces or whatever but i'm not gonna put pledge on my fucking tv well there's multi-surface pledge you don't want to put it on the front of the tv yeah oh my god (laughs) you gotta use windex on the front of that tv though because you don't want not i i am not touching michael's oled perfect infinity blacks perfect whatever (laughs) infinite contrast he'll yell out loud to a woman with a million dollar projector (laughs) i swear to god the movie projector in our like movie room is the most expensive thing in this house and Mm -hmm. this house is full of motorcycles just (laughs) just wall-to-wall motorcycles as far as the eye can see and he will not tell me how expensive that projector is which terrifies me considering like i know how expensive the hot tub was you know what i'm saying here (laughs) terrifying but it's very nice anyway so i understand i understand what you're talking about yeah if i got up there and was like wiping the projector screen with like a (laughs) white like a wet rag (laughs) michael will sit there on the couch and then just all of a sudden just shout perfect blacks look at that And then yep. something like something like action you will happen and he's like infinite contrast. Oh my god, I'm so glad we got this TV. When we upgraded from the the very expensive projector to the obscenely expensive projector. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The justification was the blacks on the the uh-huh. thing. And I was like that's impossible because because black is the absence of light. And the projector is The projector light. can't project black better. There's no, I don't understand it, and I refuse to understand it. Yeah, agreed. And this, this asshole, who I love infinitely. No, who you love, of course. Said to me. I can't wait. On the new projector, there's a darkness button. <laughs> David. That makes the black much blacker. <laughs> isn't that the meanest thing you've ever heard that is a sick burn it was it was a pretty sick burn i mean this this conversation happened about a week after the darkest but darkness button debacle um but apparently i guess it projects it more precisely which means that the light doesn't bleed into yeah, the darker areas or whatever, or whatever. Yeah, i don't whatever i don't know listen i know i know what's hilarious is David won't watch a television show to save his life. Can't make it through a movie. Yeah, he I just likes that about... it's down there. He just what? he just likes that it exists in case he ever does need it <laughs> no, to watch like David. The, the three movies he watches. Like to, <laughs> if, if, when, when the like mood strikes that he wants to like go watch Airplane, then it's perfect on a huge <laughs> movie screen for him. I was gonna say David like can't sit still long enough to be. No, in front he doesn't of watch anything. In fact, we joke because I wanted a really nice couch yeah, to yeah, sit yeah. on to watch this stuff. Of course, and he the couch that I wanted was too expensive. He thought that a couch should not cost that much, and I mm-hmm. pointed out the amount of money we spend on motorcycles. And then he <laughs> went on vacation, and I bought the couch that I wanted while That's he right. was away. And I you got it our... at a deep discount. You were smart about it. 
But then we call it my motorcycle. Like, what are you doing? I'm going on a ride. Vroom, vroom. And that does mean that I'm sitting on the couch with my heated blanket watching my stories. Didn't he say something, like, very shady, too? Yes. Yes. Because I, when I said that, I think I've said this on the show before. When I said that he spent a lot of money on motorcycles, he was like, yeah, but motorcycles are fun things that you have adventures on. And that's, like, my passion and my dream. And I'm like, yeah, but sitting on the couch watching television is, like... The adventures that I like and my passions and my dreams. And he was like, wow, you need to really. That's the person you want to be. Repeat that back into your head. Hear what you said. And then you did. And you stood by it. Vroom, vroom. Vroom, I've got that couch now. It's real comfy. It's got cup holders in it. And I love it. It does. Yeah. Cup holders light up so that you always know where your drinks are. And, um, <laughs> where? I'm basic as fuck, but it's comfy. <sighs> I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. Okay. You can find us on all the places. Follow us on Instagram at Heaving Bosoms, Twitter at Heaving underscore Bosoms. Go to our website. You can find everything, including but not limited to the Patreon, where we're about to finish up Cloy. And we're about to do Love Hard. Aaron just did this, like, Hallmark Lifetime Christmas movie extravaganza at me. And it was amazing. Yeah. And uh, that's it. Oh, we have holiday merch. Yeah, holiday merch. Crone Goals. Reindeer Mafia. Yeah. Yeah. Get that. And don't pay for expedited shipping, even if you order it now. Just, like, print out something and, like, put it in a box. You know? Print out, like, a picture of the item and, like, put it in a box. Why? (laughs) Because then, then you're, because paying for expedited shipping through TeePublic is so much. But then you get your items on Christmas and you're able to give your gifts on the right time to your, to your loved ones. No, you could just be like, look what's coming. No, my no, my lady love is spring it. for the expedited shipping. <laughs> if you really love someone, so that they can have their gift on Christmas, that's that's my. Aaron, lady I've love. never given you a gift on time in either of our lives. I have and that doesn't mean that. I love you less. <laughs> I, I, I know that to be true. It's just because I am physically incapable of it. Hey, I'm just listen. I think I, actually, I accidentally am going to get you a Christmas present on time this year. But we don't we don't have the kind of relationship where we sit down together on Christmas and open presents. Yeah, that's true. So you would never need to put a picture of something in a box for me to open to say that's it's true. on the way. I'm just saying if if this is like your if this is like your significant I don't know people can't afford stuff though. I'm just saying if you can afford it and to have the presents for people, you should. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Jeez. All right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Keeping a badass. And (sighs) love yourself as much as you love. I was going to say the king, the savior, the glory, and the born. born. (laughs) (laughs) Born. (laughs) (laughs) So good. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but 
it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes, we are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show. <laughs> 